So let's pray. Heavenly Father, today we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, today that we're going to open up and look at our heart. Look on the inside. Lord, how are we acting? What or what spirit are we acting in? And I pray today, Lord, that we will learn something through your word. And we just call it blessed in Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Today we're going to be looking at Psalms 138 in verse number 6. I'm going to read it to you in just a few moments. But I just want us to begin to look at some things today. Today we're going to talk about the subject of pride. Now I know none of y'all have that. But this is for those that are not here. We're not talking about you. We're talking about them. So when you see them, you go, man, you should have been here. Pastor had a word for you. Look at your neighbor and say, it might be for you too. <laughs> We're going to talk about pride. What is pride? How, how does pride reveal itself? What, what does it do? And, and, and how are we supposed to be acting? We're going to talk about and discover that pride affects our life. Did you know that pride will stop the blessings of God from flowing into your life? I'm telling you, just like a beaver loves to dam up a stream, I'm telling you, those logs, those things that we allow to creep into our life that cause us to begin to puff up and begin to think that we're all that, it begins to block the blessings of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I need God's blessings flowing through my life. We understand and we know that pride is old. It was pride when God created everything and somehow, I don't know how it all happened, but pride got into Satan. He said, I will exalt my throne above God. When you begin to think you're bigger and better and more worthy than God, the Bible says pride cometh or goeth before a what? A fall. Jesus said, I beheld Lucifer, Satan falling from heaven, as lightning to the earth. So pride will get you in trouble. Pride got Lucifer kicked out of heaven, and pride will stop the blessings in your life. It'll kick you out of what God has for your eternity and for your blessings and for everything in your life. So we, number one, we just already know we don't want any part of that. Amen? So what can we do about it? A prideful person is one who refuses to submit to God. A prideful person says, I know better than God knows. Have you ever tried to tell someone something? Maybe there's a young person or somebody on your job, and maybe it's your job to teach them how to do something. And the moment you begin to try to show them, they go, I know. And then you say, okay, do it. And it doesn't take but a moment to know they don't know. And they mess everything up. It's pride. That makes you say things and do things and act in ways that you think you know when you don't know. Pride is a refusal to submit your life to God. It's when you trust in your ability. You trust in your talent. 
You trust in your life and your money and your gifts and more than you do the ways of God. Pride will get us in a lot of trouble. Pride will ultimately, just as it did Lucifer, it'll cause your downfall. It'll cause you to fail. It'll cause your true identity to be revealed. Because when you begin to act like and talk like and live like you're something that you're not, sooner or later, the truth is going to come to light. Because how many knows you can't live a lie forever? Pride will take you down as a Christian. We've got to learn to trust God. And we've got to learn to replace our will. How many knows we have a will? We've got to want to. Sometimes I want to strong. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And I don't like nobody telling me otherwise. It's pride. But when you're able to submit your will to God's will. When you're able. Had a man call me this week. I won't tell you who he is, but uh, he's not in this church. He called me and he said, you're not going to believe this. You know, I've, I've, I've pretty much come to the point, I, I pretty much believe everything. <laughs> when people say, oh, you've never heard of this. Oh, yeah, I have. You're not the first one. Uh-huh. He said, you're not going to believe this, but I was sitting in church, and God spoke to me. <laughs> I said, yeah, you're right, I don't believe that. No, I didn't say that. I mean, everybody knows God doesn't speak to people when they're at church. Then why are you here? God speaks in a lot of ways. God speaks through His Word. He speaks in a lot of ways. But sometimes He can just talk to you. And uh, He said right in the middle of the preacher's sermon, I wasn't thinking about this or nothing. And all of a sudden I heard the Lord say, You are going to be this and this job in this town. And I thought, that's crazy. Because I've never, I don't, that's not what I want. That's not what, anything. And he went home and he said, I was in my closet and I told my wife. She kind of thought that was crazy too. And he said, then I walked outside. But he said, there's no way because that position, somebody's already been in it a long time and I've already talked to them and they said they'll be there a long time to retirement. And he said, I walked outside and I saw her, my, my wife screamed and said, come here, look at this. And he thought something was wrong. And he ran in and said, what? She said, you can't, you're not going to believe this. She just got a message. That man in that position just resigned. That position's opened. Now, will he get the job? I don't know. But why in the middle of a church service when you're listening to the preacher preach and you're not thinking about this and God speaks and says, you're going to be in this position at this place at this... I said, you know what, if I was you, I would just say, yes, Lord, here am I. It's called surrender. That's what I told him. I said, all, all, your, your only point right now is just to surrender. Because this may not even be for now. You may, I don't know. They might put somebody in that position. But if God told you you're going to do it, and that's where you're going to be, you're probably going to be there. 
So at this point, your position is to say, Lord, I surrender my will to you. How many knows that God knows what you need better than you do? Jesus had to come to the point when he was in the garden, he came to the earth to die, but when it came time, he said, Lord, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. In other words, (sighs) I don't really like this way. This way is going to hurt. This way is going to be painful. It's not what I would pick, but nevertheless. Can you say nevertheless today? Nevertheless, it's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's not about my comfort. It's about the will of God being done in my life for eternity. Jesus came to that place when he said, not my will, but your will be done. He surrendered. See, he overcame pride. Pride says, no, that's not what I want. That don't make me feel good. That doesn't elevate me. That doesn't... I, I, I want to be, I'm, I'm the king of kings. I'm the lord of lords. I came to rule and reign. All of that's true. But it wasn't for that time. See, for that time, he had to come as the lamb of God. He had to be slain. He had to take the sins of the world. He had to bring me and you into relationship with God. And then he took his place at the right hand of the Father. And one day he is coming back, King of kings and Lord and lords, to rule and reign. So you know what? Even though it's your destiny, sometimes you've got to wait. Sometimes the Lord takes you different routes to get you to your ultimate purpose. But it's pride that says, I want to do it my way, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And Lord, I know better than you. I mean, maybe someone has actually said those words, but we don't actually say them. But it's what our attitude, it's what our motive, it's how our actions speak. When God has one plan and we do another. We've got to trust God. You see, pride is the feeling that you're more important or you're better than someone else. That someone else can be God. That someone else could be a spouse. It could be a child. It could be a co-worker. It could be a friend. It could be somebody on Facebook. But if you have the feeling, well, I'm better than they are. I look better than they do. I have a better car. I drive a better house. My wife's prettier than theirs. Well, I know that's true about me, but I can't help you. <laughs> Listen, when we, when we have that attitude, that's pride. Now, there's a place in our heart that we can be thankful for what we have. We can take pride in what we have we can take pride in our work we can want to do the very best we can but when we begin to think and feel and act like we're better than somebody else that is pride and it's ugly it looks ugly it sounds ugly and it makes people feel ugly amen pride looks to self instead of to god say, well, pastor, what does pride look like? 
50 selfies a day on Facebook. Look at me. Now, we all put pictures of ourselves on Facebook. A lot of y'all put pictures of me on Facebook. And I can't take pride because you always post me with my mouth open. I asked my wife, why do they always post pictures of me with my mouth open? She said, because it's never closed. Man, the truth hurts. Pride is a selfish act and it'll stop the flow of God in your life. Do you want the blessings of God to flow through your life? Do you want the favor of God to flow through your life? Do you want the peace of God and the love of God and His finances and His health and His strength? Listen, pride will stop it up. And God hates pride. Proverbs 8.13, this is the Amplified Bible, says the reverent fear and the worshipful awe of the Lord includes the hatred of evil, pride, arrogance, the evil way, and the perverted and twisted speech that I hate. Now, can anybody tell me, in the world we live in, does anybody see any evil, any arrogance, any evil way, any perversion, any twisted speech? God said, it's pride and I hate it. God distances himself. Listen, we're praying, we're coming to church, we're worshiping, and we're believing God. He said, if you draw nigh unto God, He'll draw nigh to you. We want to be close to God. But you know what the Bible says? He distances himself from people who are proud. Psalms 138.6, this is where I told you we would be. Though the Lord is on high, yet He regards the lowly. But the proud he knows from afar off. Listen, God sees you. He knows you. you, you say, oh, I hate people say, well, he's the man upstairs. No, he's not. He's the man that lives in my heart. He's my Lord, my Savior. He is close as the mention of his name. He's not somebody somewhere in the distance. I'm telling you. But when you're proud, he says, I know you from afar. Nobody likes to be around prideful people. Because they make everyone else feel less than them. When you're in people's presence, man, you should make them feel better about themselves. You should encourage them. You should bless them. You should now don't 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 be on flattery and you know weird. Look at your neighbor and say, "Don't be weird." But be come on. Let, let's let's be honest. Let's be open. Let's be loving when you're around somebody. And you know what? Maybe you have more uh, education. Maybe you, maybe the stuff you think is true. But why do you have to act that way or say it? If you're not careful. You know, did you know uh, that pride comes naturally? It starts with little kids. It don't matter. Little kids, they'll get a toy. And if you're not careful, they'll tell you, my toy's better than yours. Just comes natural. What I have is better than what you have. We've got to fight our whole life. But you know what? That's the flesh. That's how our flesh reacts. Amen. But we're not of the flesh. We're of the Spirit. And we want to walk in the Spirit. And we want to crucify our flesh. And we want to crucify our pride. 
God resists. James 4 says God resists the proud. Now I'm asking, does anybody want God to resist you or embrace you? I want God to wrap his arms around me. I want him to love on me. I don't want him to resist me and push me away. But he said he resists the proud. Because the proud don't think they need him. The proud think they're better than him. The proud thinks, I don't need God. My ways are better than his ways. I know how to do it better than God. We get in trouble. The wicked, they don't seek God because they're pride. Why do, I, why do I need to seek God? I know better than him. You know, Pharaoh, uh, Moses went down and told him to let my people go. Said, the Lord, the Lord says, let my people go. You know what Pharaoh said? Exodus chapter 5, verse 2. Who is the Lord that I should obey him? Obey his voice. Let Israel go. I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. <laughs> and the Lord said, okay, you don't know me? I'll show you who I am. Woo, all hell broke loose. Come on, let's don't allow pride to look to God and say, who are you? He'll show you who he is. I want to humble myself and say, Lord, I know you. You're the creator, you're God, you're big, you're mighty, you're powerful, but you're loving and you're merciful and you're kind. And I want to know you and I want to love you and I want to humble myself. Because if you lift yourself, if your thoughts and your plans are bigger than God's, you probably have a pride problem. The Bible says don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You see, plan, plans that oppose God's plans are evil. Plans that pervert God's word, plans that are opposite God's word. When God says something's wrong and the world says something's right, it's wrong. Which makes their plans evil and God's plans right. And when your plans are opposite God's plans, they're evil. I don't know about you, but I don't want my plans to be evil. I want my plans to be good. So I've got to make sure they're God's plans. Prideful thinking opposes the Word of God. There's people, they'll read the Word of God and they'll go, I don't believe that. That's not true. That's an old book. That was for back then. That's not for today. Listen, if your, if your thoughts and your plans and your ways oppose the, the Word of God, your plans are evil, not His. Man, the Bible says you should never think of yourself higher than you really are. Now, I will flip to the other side and say you shouldn't think of yourself lower than you are. We understand it's good to have a good self-esteem. It's good to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what, you're God's creation. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. It's when you look in that mirror and you go, I'm more beautiful and more wonderful than everybody else. That's where the problem comes in. It's good to have a good self-esteem, to know who we are in Christ Jesus. But when pride comes in, It'll begin to bring us down. You should keep on thinking. You should keep your thinking lined up with the Word of God. And the only way you can do that is to know the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about me and my life and my thinking and my ways? The Bible says we shouldn't, ex we, we, we shouldn't exalt our own thoughts above 
what's written in God's Word. 1 Corinthians 4, 6, this is the Amplified again. It says, now I have applied all of this about parties and factions to myself and Apollos for your sakes. Brethren, so that from what I have said of us as an illustration, you may learn to think of men in accordance with Scripture and not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up, inflated with pride, and boast in favor of one minister or teacher against the other. He said, come on, let, 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 let's stop all this bickering and fighting and, and comparing and saying this one's better than this one and I, I was baptizing this baptist and I did this and this. Come on. He said, let's stop comparing. The Bible said, don't compare yourself among yourself because when we do, pride creeps in and we begin to think we're better than we are when in reality we're all in need of Jesus. Sometimes we get saved and forgiven and born again and healed and delivered and blessed. And then we forget that we were a mess. And then we see other people in a mess and we want to criticize them and ridicule them and put them down. And we forget that we were much worse than they. And God found us in our sin and he picked us up and he saved us and he washed us and he cleansed us and he blessed us. And we put us where we're at so that we can help others not push them down. A prideful person is ignorant of truth. Because when you know the truth, you know the truth about yourself and God. And you put it in perspective. A prideful person uh, can find enjoyment for a season, but ultimately you'll be exposed and you'll be brought down and people will find out you're not all that and you don't have it all together and you're not perfect. Listen, it's a hard facade to live perfect. Huh? Yeah. I mean, our pastor's up preaching. And he asked the crowd, does anybody know anyone that was perfect? One old man in the back raised his hand. He said, who? He said, my wife's first husband. <laughs> you should never compare people with other people. Because it's amazing when we compare people to other people. Sometimes we forget the other people's faults and we just elevate their goodness. But God sees it all. Amen? God sees you when you're by yourself. When you're not putting on your face and on your, your airs and your all. God knows who you are and He loves you, but He doesn't want you to be prideful. The Bible says that God will bring the prideful person down. In, in, in Isaiah, he said he'll bring them down. Operating in pride will result in shame and destruction and loss. And pride will deceive you. Pride will make you think you're better than you are. It starts out with just, oh, you know, people trying to be fake. But pretty soon, pride takes over and they actually believe that their race is better than another race, that their gender is better than another gender, that, that this or that or the other. There's a lot of ugly pride out there. And it's all a lie. We're all created in God's image. We're all God's children. And He loves us all the same. There's nobody better than anyone else. But you'll have great success 
if you'll do things God's way. If you'll humble yourself, if you'll say, God, with your plans, your plans are better than my plans, and I can do it your way. And listen, if we'll do it, I'm telling you, God will be good. Ecclesiastes 7, 8 says, The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Oh, come on, let's be patient. Let's be loving. Let's be kind. Let's be generous. Let's be truthful. Let's just be, let's open our heart and let's say, Lord, I want to. What's the opposite of pride? Humility. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You know, why, why do we get on our knees sometimes? Lord, I'm humbling myself. I'm not trying to make myself built up or be like you. No, I get on my knees and I humble myself. I bow my head and I say, Lord, I need you. Philip talked about it last week. Lifting your hands is a sign of what? Surrender. Bowing your knee is a sign of humility. But you know what? Maybe we don't do it literally. But have you bowed the knee of your heart to God? Has your heart, has your life, is your spirit, have you humbled yourself to the will of God? Have you said, Lord, I bow at your feet. I worship you. I humble myself. And the Bible says if we'll humble ourselves, he will exalt us. But if a person exalts herself, they'll be cast low. Oh, it's better. You know, Jesus told a parable uh, about the, the, the wedding feast and about uh, all the, the, they had a big party and the guests came in and, and they came right up to the front and set up at the front. And then the host came and said, hey, could, could you please move to the back? And they got their guest or friend and brought them up to the front. Jesus said, it's much better to let others elevate you than to try to elevate yourself. Because I'm telling you, when you're asked to move... <laughs> It's embarrassing. I don't want God to ask me to move. I don't want to try to take my position that God didn't give me and then God have to move me out of it. I want to humble myself and say, Lord, I want to be faithful in whatever you call me to do. And then when He exalts you and puts you in a position, no man can knock you out of it. If you use other people, if you cheat other people, if you get to where you're going financially or in your job by cheating and lying and stealing and doing all kind of other things, your success is not going to last. But if you'll do things right and God elevates you and God promotes you, then no man can knock you out of that position. Amen? we got to learn. James chapter 4 verse 10 Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. See, that's what pride is. Pride tries to lift or boast ourselves, But the Bible says the Lord will lift us up. So we've got to live a directed life, not a driven life. Did you know you can't drive sheep? You know the Lord compares us to sheep. Has anybody ever been offended at that? You should be. Sheep stink and they're dumb. But all through the Word of God, He compares us to sheep. Because He knows. Our attitudes stink and we're dumb. 
And if you try to get behind sheep and drive them, they'll just scatter every way. But the shepherd gets out in front and he leads and they follow. See, if you live a led life, if you follow versus being driven, people, I'm self-motivated, I'm self-driven, I'm self-made. You ever heard people say, I'm a self-made millionaire? No, you're not. There's a lot of other people along the way had to work hard for you to get to where you're at. And you need to appreciate, if you're a boss, if you're an owner, if you're, listen, you need to appreciate those that are working hard on a daily basis to help you be successful. And if you'll honor them, if you'll treat them right, if you'll pay them well, if you'll do everything you can to help them, God will bless you. Don't have success off other people's failures. Don't use people. Live a life directed by God, not driven by pride. Be conformable, not comfortable. Can I say that again? Be conformable. Not comfortable. It's not comfortable when God puts you on the potter's wheel and spins you and puts his thumb in and, and, and tries to work out the flaws. And the, Listen, we all have flaws. We all have areas in our life that needs work. But we don't like it when God works on them. And he uses life and he uses people and he uses circumstances to work on us. Sometimes it hurts. But if we'll be conformable, Lord, make me into your image. Make me be who you've called me to be. And you allow him to form and mold you. I'm telling you, you'll come out a beautiful piece of art. Amen? Instead of just a big old lump of mud. You ever, you ever tried to make something on a potter's wheel? You ever you know, made an ashtray or made, you know, I tell you, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. But the master, when he puts his hands on it, Form it and mold it. Come on, let the master put his hands on you today. The pride of life will come with a big fall. It's best to be humble. It's best to be open. It's best to be teachable. Pride will put blinders on you. But I'm telling you, the love of God will take the blinders off so you can see the needs and the people around you that love you and they want to help you. And uh, it'll, it'll, it'll help you see yourself. Don't let the, uh, the, the devil put blinders on you. It'll lead you astray. It'll make you think that you don't need God. But I'm, tell, I'm here to tell you today, we all need God. Anybody here need God? If we'll seek God first, if we'll die to ourselves, if we'll say, Lord, I want your will, if we won't set ourselves up, if we'll take the low place and let God lift us up, if we'll establish his word in our heart, if we'll live a life directed by God and we walk in his spirit, if we live a life of blessing others, we'll have a blessed life. We'll have a happier life. Pride doesn't make people happy. But when you humble yourself and say, Lord, I'm just here to, to do your work. I'm here to love, serve, and to give. I'm not here to get comfortable. I, I, I'm not here just to take from people. I'm here to be a giver. Somebody say, I want to be a giver, not a taker. I want to love. I want to serve. I want to be who God's called me to be. 
Amen. If you could, would you could you just bow your head and close your eyes and just take a moment to search your heart and say, Lord, is there any areas of my life that I've allowed pride to take over? What do you say? Maybe in your job, as your spouse, as your role, as a parent, in your finances, in your education. Is there some area of your life that you've elevated yourself beyond what you really are? Is there anything in your life that the Holy Spirit spoke to you that you feel like you're better than other people in? Have you looked down on others for who they are? Holy Spirit, is you're speaking to our heart and you're dealing with us. Now, Lord, help me to deal with that. So can we take a moment and just repent? You see, pride needs to be repented of. It's a sin. God hates it. He resists it. He's far off from it. But when we humble ourselves and we repent, He'll draw near to us. So could you just pray with me right now and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for my pride. For thinking I'm better than someone else. For thinking my ways are better than your ways. Today, I confess, I'm just a mess. I need you. I don't have it all together. I'm not perfect. I need your help. I need others. Today, I humble myself. I humble my heart. I humble my mind. I humble my ego. I submit it to you. Help me. Open my eyes to the truth about myself. I determine from this moment on, I'm going to do better. I'm going to live a blessed life, a directed life, an humble life. And I'm not going to allow pride to control me and to cause my downfall. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your mercy. Your will, not mine, be done in Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen.